0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
1: Sarah is with me on the line in Tipperary today and Sarah, you sent in an email and I have to say when I when I spotted your email and I read it um I thought it was very interesting. You think mass is too boring.
0: Hi Andrea, greetings from Tipperary. Uh yes, um I think it is boring in parts, uh, Andrea. I don't think the whole thing is boring. Uh, I enjoy the readings, to be honest. Um, I often don't understand the Old Testament reading, but there you go. Um, I do enjoy them, and I find it uh, important, inspiring, and interesting to listen to the readings, and I usually learn something from that. Uh, The part then, after the readings, until... um, blessing of the Eucharist I think uh, I think that part is where your mind wanders and the language is a little bit archaic in places and um, I really think there should be more affirmation of the ordinary person woven into the to those kind of prayers along there Um, that's the part where I'll, I'll kind of my mind will wander and I'll wonder did I unplug the iron or Turn off the gas, or whatever, right. you know? um I like the sanctity of the Eucharist at the same time, but um, I can see how the struggles, the ordinary struggles of the ordinary person are kind of not really confirmed or affirmed in the Catholic mass, you know
1: do you go to mass frequently, Sarah I do yes, yeah, yes, and do you like does the length of the sermon have anything to do with it?
0: No, not so much the length i I would listen to an interesting sermon for an hour. It's not so much the length in my view andrea it's the it's the quality you know uh sometimes the sermons leave a lot to be um desired. I wonder about the formation of priests and the oratorical skills and if they're really taught um how to connect
1: so emotionally you know not good orators.
0: Uh, Some are excellent and some are quite poor, you know. Um, I really think you need to come away with a little bit of encouragement and inspiration to kind of keep going for the next week and meet our challenges with, you know, the principles of Christianity like courage and justice. Um, I go there, yeah, to to seek hope, uh, to contemplate and to reflect. And sometimes I may not see that going, but actually, um, to be honest, when I do go, ninety nine percent of the time, I'm glad I gave myself that spiritual space. You know?
1: Yeah, like so. It's not. It's not necessarily Sarah that you're saying. You know, you find mass incredibly boring or too long, or that you know you're not looking for a big high powered performance when you go in, in into the church. It's it's just elements no. of it.
0: No, I'm not. I'm looking for a connection with, I'm looking for affirmation. Like Jesus was very much, um, Jesus was very much with the marginalized. He was very much with the sick. He was very much with the outsider. And unfortunately, it can be a bit high polluting at last. And the ordinary person, I think, is kind of uh, forgotten. You know, Mm. I'd like to feel it would be when when you come to those prayers between the reading and the Eucharist, I think there's space there to say, look, um, you know, let's face our trials and tribulations with courage and also the affirmation that you're not alone, whatever you may be going through in life. And there is a lot of pain in, in our society at the moment, and there are a lot of problems. There's a lot of spiritual uh, pain, emotional pain, physical pain. Um, I never really hear anything about emotional pain at mass, for example. You might be praying for somebody with cancer, but we don't seem to pray for people who might be lonely or isolated or maybe suffer from depression, anxiety. Um, You know, the dignity of the person to me is getting lost a little bit. And I can kind of see how young people are walking away. Maybe they don't feel acknowledged. You know?
1: Stay with us, Sarah, because I, I just like to get other people's views um, on on this today uh-huh. and on your topic uh, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. Well, you're listening to Sarah. There, do you think is mass maybe too boring, too highfalutin? Could more be done to um, connect with just the, the ordinary person? Ben is on the line in Dublin. Ben, you're in your twenties. You're a practicing Catholic. Well, what do you think about this?
2: Yeah, I, I'd just like to say I, I appreciate what Sarah's saying a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm 25 now. I converted to the faith when I was 17, having grown up with no faith at all. And my wife, who I, I was just married a couple of months ago, she was baptized earlier this year. So I know a lot of young people who are converting to the faith. And, you know, obviously we hear a lot of stories about people who leave the faith as well. Mm. And in my humble opinion, as a layperson, I would say that a problem is, the problem is a lack of catechesis because we should note that like you know poor mass attendance it's not a church wide problem across the whole globe I mean according to fides between uh, 2018 and 2019 there were 15 million extra Catholics added to the church and really it's only Europe that is losing people so it's not necessarily a mass problem in my opinion I think it's people's understanding of the mass where when you're talking about a ceremony this ancient, thousands of years old, uh, you'll get things like, for example, the reason we use candles in mass, part of the reason is because early Christians in Rome who were being persecuted, they had to meet in secret underground catacombs and they would need a candle to, to have the light to see what they were doing. Um, you know, And that's, that's a little piece of symbolism that we've kept and it's taken on other meanings now. But I think if people understood the reason why we say this prayer, why is, is the order of the Mass done in such a way, I think they would find it a lot more engaging. And I'm not saying I know everything about it. I, I'm, yeah. you know, okay, <laughs> but I'm just well, an ordinary person. Yeah, Well, well
1: that's was that's, that's, that's Sarah's point in, in all of this. And, and Sarah made the point earlier as well that she feels that kind of the, the dignity of the young person is being lost. But she also talked about quality over quantity. Would you agree with that? In terms um, of the, the, I, the sermon?
2: um i I sort of i see what she means, but I think that as well and and I know this isn't what Sarah was saying that you know she she' made it the point that she would be willing to let to do an hour long sermon if it was good and I do think that you know rhetoric helps if if you get a good priest better than a you know a poor priest, obviously as regards public speaking, but I think that when you go to mass for first and foremost above everything else it's a sacrifice it's a beautiful sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice nonetheless and you know, a sacrifice by definition hurts. So I I think that, you know, when, when you're talking about God giving his life for humanity and every one of us playing a role and putting him up there on Calvary, that's a very somber and serious thing. And I think, well, of course, joy and love and happiness is a part of the faith and that has to be there. There has to be an element of gravitas as well. And so I don't think we should expect every moment of the Mass to be necessarily bombastic
1: okay. or, or well, you well, know, jumping up and down. What about
0: that, Sarah then? Uh, I think I think that gentleman um kind of misquotes me to a certain extent in this in the sense that I'm not saying every moment should be um hugely entertaining, but I'm just saying uh and I agree that it is a sacrifice in the sense that um it gives you it's a voluntary sacrifice It gives you time to reflect and whatever. But why not, let it, why not let it be a joyful sacrifice, if you want to call it that? I don't really look at it as a sacrifice, but I'm just using the word that the gentleman used there. Um, I, why not let it be joyful, give us time to reflect? Uh, I think there should be like at least five minutes in the middle of the mass where we can actually uh, all pause and actually even think. okay here i am here i am sort of thing who do i want to pray for you know i feel it's kind of rushed a little bit in that sense as well you know do you
1: think it's rushed ben
2: um, i i mean it's really dependent on which church you go to isn't it it's it's a very um uh, su- subjective thing where you know this parish might have a priest who rushes it this parish might have a priest who does it very well so i don't know if we can speak generally like that I do do understand what Sarah is saying perfectly well but you know I think that uh, and sometimes we run the risk of making it too much about us and what we're doing and you know the the mass in many ways is about us but in some ways it's not as well it is about God and and again I think Sarah would agree with me on that I'm not trying to put words in her mouth but I think that you know uh God, God loving God adoring God has to come first. It's like we're at the foot of the cross on Calvary. We're we're there in the <laughs> in at the at the Lord's last moment when we attend mass every Sunday. And so, uh, to me, I think that it's it's just not necessarily. I I don't think it fits so with the rest of the mass it ne- it to have a moment set aside for us.
1: Doesn't need to be modernised. Then leave it as it is. It's fine.
2: I do think there's changes that need to be made, but I certainly wouldn't be looking at modernizing it. I think that people people who still go to Mass in 2022, they don't go for modernity. If they wanted modernity, they'd go to a nightclub, they'd watch television. I think that you go from, to Mass for something deeper and more okay. traditional, something that
1: some of the reaction yeah. to this this listener says Mass is far too long I'm a devout Catholic but I find that my mind wanders during ceremonies another listener says yes the Catholic Church needs to modernise Mass and acknowledge modern day life a little bit more another caller has got in touch Sarah and says I think your listener is Catholic bashing I go to Mass and I pray and I'm quite happy at Mass there's plenty of prayers to say if Sarah finds that her, her mind's starting to wander uh, she should take it seriously I think that they should also read up on their history in this regard like what would you say to that listener?"
0: Andrea, you know, sometimes we defend our point of view by just by denigrating the other person. I tend not to uh, try to do that. I'm here defending the fact that I think the mass is a beautiful thing. But I think we have to face up to the fact that young people are very much not going to mass, not so much young people, but the numbers are dwindling at mass attendance and i'm saying let's look at this with courage and honesty and see how we can make it more appropriate i mean a lot of people you know a lot of us i feel i think a lot of us feel okay you listed off all those prayers but where was where was i and my struggles uh, I'm inspired really by Jesus, and I feel His presence okay. and His care for the dignity of the person is being lost. The language is kind of archaic, Andrea, in a lot of places, yeah. and really a little bit hard to understand. Yeah, you know? okay.
1: Well, well, let's ask somebody who's in the business. Father Paddy Byrne is on the line. Uh, Father Paddy Byrne is uh, is is in Leash. Um, Father Paddy, what do you make of this conversation? Like, do you think that you know? the language could be less archaic, better orators standing at the altar. Like, what's your view? Uh,
3: Firstly, good afternoon and to all your listeners and uh, lovely listening to uh, Ben and Sarah thinking as people who attend mass frequently at their experience, which by and large I think is very positive. Um, I think we're in a culture, particularly as Ben mentioned, Western culture, where there's a seismic shift literally under our feet Uh, drifting away from formal religion of any type, not to mention practice of faith and in our tradition, the Catholic tradition, that normally would be equivocated to attending Mass on Sunday. Uh, Interesting, I would imagine in urban areas in Dublin at the moment, it's less than 5%. So both Ben and Ferra are very much in the minority. Mm. And I think that's not necessarily a bad place to be because whilst 5% formally connect weekly with church, the vast majority who tick under the census form that they belong to the Catholic tradition do so in moments when they personally need or because of an association have an encounter with the Eucharist, be that with a family funeral, be that at Christmas or Easter, or the sacramental moments in their child's life. And I think, you know, one of the things that I certainly in a church that's changing dramatically, as a priest, where my brother priests are in their 70s as a national average, where men in their 80s and even 90s in some parishes are expected to celebrate Mass two and three times at the weekend. Uh, No wonder that there is a need to evaluate why we do what we do. We can't do it in the way we once did, even though the expectation remains. I think perhaps we ourselves, even as priests, uh, overindulged in Eucharist in terms of not offering alternatives and the Eucharist became something that was over-familiar. And anything that's over-familiar can become somewhat benign. I mean that in the very deepest of respect to the Eucharist. But that I agree the language we use in the New Roman Missal and it's been commented about, particularly in relation to the feedback to the Synod, is archaic. It's difficult. It's almost like a tongue twister. Mm. Can I you hope change th- it though, Father? I think we can. Yeah. Uh, I think we all have an obligation as priests, particularly who celebrate Eucharist with our people. I think how do I inform my homily on a Sunday, for instance? It's it's not out of theory, but it's out of the living out of how I live my life during the week, mm. for instance, on Sunday. So you, put, you
1: obviously put thought into, you know, what... But I
3: think what strikes me in my Sunday homily is the encounters I have, and I think Sarah would be pleased with that feedback, would say this weekend there, there was a line in the Gospel about having your light, your lamps lit. Where in my life do I avoid, and this is a good question to ask on a Sunday, a bright Sunday, where do we find time to nourish our soulfulness? In the secular world, we often call it mindfulness, but essentially it's spirituality. Mm. And where do I nourish that? And how can I share the values of that in a positive way to enhance our quality of living? You'll
1: you'll have to go over, Sarah, to to Father Paddy's Mass some Sunday in (laughs) (laughs) Leash. I will indeed, yeah.
0: Yeah. I've heard, I'm a good admirer of uh, Father Paddy Byrne. I have heard him on the airwaves, Andrea. I have been impressed. Yeah, and the best luck with what you do,
1: Father. Yeah, there's another text in here from a listener who says our own local parish priest is fantastic. Make things makes things so relatable. Very rare, though, I find to have one like him. I think we're absolutely blessed. Says this texter. Keep the messages coming in to us. You heard Sarah there. Sarah dropped us in an email. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Do you agree with Sarah and Ben on this today? Five three one zero six is the number as always. If you do want to get in touch with us.